what's up what's up welcome to yet another episode of this can't be life podcast i am your host k the rebel you can find me on one social media platform which is instagram my personal page is at k the rebel and the podcast page is tcbl podcast if you need to email me for inquiries, comments, want to do a collaboration, the email address is this can't single letter B L Y F E at gmail.com. Um, I noticed that I never really say where you can listen to the podcast. Um, I record many episodes, I guess, that you can listen to on um, Anchor slash Spotify. And then um, all the other episodes usually end up on SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcasts, um, I think Stitcher, Google Play, um, Overcast. Not sure of um, any other ones, but yes, that is where you can tune in. Um, I've kind of getting like off track, so I'm not going to sit here and tell you that episodes are dropped every Wednesday because that is kind of not true. Um at this moment, it's just kind of like I vowed to be consistent, but I just can't guarantee that it's going to be every Wednesday that I drop an episode. Anyways, um, thank you to my consistent um, listeners and supporters. I appreciate you guys. And while I'm on the topic of just, you know, um, podcasting, it's funny because I had a conversation um with my mom probably about a couple of days ago, you know, I think she understands what a podcast is, how it works, how you can listen to one. However, she had questions like about, um, you know, algorithms or like what I notice, you know, that the audience prefers or whatever. And I just told her that, um, I feel like the episodes that get the most downloads or, or the most plays, are usually ones where either I'm kind of like going in or if I could be saying something negative, you know, kind of being sassy. But I remember I really want to talk about something positive or I'm looking to touch somebody or enlighten somebody. I can't really say that the numbers um, are aligned with the ones where I'm like, you know, going off or talking my shit or whatever. Um, but just because I have those moments, you know, when I do post something and maybe it may not be received as well. It never makes me feel like, oh, I shouldn't have done that or whatever, because at the end of the day, this is, you know, my platform. It's whatever I'm feeling and whatever I'm gonna approach the mic with. So if, you know, people don't listen, hey, they don't listen. But it's crazy because um, Demetria um, L. Lucas, she had posted something um, because she has a podcast, uh, Ratchet and Respectable, I believe it is. And um, I love something that she said in regards to um, women in podcasting. And she said, black women still don't have enough voices. And no matter how much I cover per episode, folks write in that it's not long enough and I didn't cover X, Y, or Z. Or maybe I should have X, Y, and Z and so on and so on. I don't have the bandwidth to do more or longer episodes right now. So just know there is a lane for you. If you have something to say, say it. And I was like, exactly. Those are my sentiments. Like, I don't know. I, I haven't really had episodes that are in the one hour or more uh, benchmark since I've been a, a solo podcaster, unless I have like a guest or, 
um yeah I just yeah I don't I don't really think I have um everything that I've needed to say you know with me just being dolo I've been able to kind of cover it like within 30 minutes not saying that I wouldn't record an hour but at least I know I'm not alone because she's a solo podcaster as well so it's kind of like yeah sometimes that but I'm glad that nobody's ever like expected that of me anyways um Next thing I want to talk about is um, ideas, ideas, ideas. I know probably within the last five to seven episodes, I kept talking about my creative juices just were not flowing, just not able to get inspired. But lately, it seems like things have been picking up for me, and I am so ecstatic about that. And anybody that is a faithful listener of this podcast, you know that I love anything regarding zodiac signs and astrology. So I'm thinking of doing a segment called um, you know, letters of astrology, you know, while write letters to each of the signs. And, um, yeah, I, of course I want it to be rolled out. And I think what I'm probably going to do is just record all of them in advance and then kind of release them at once instead of releasing them each week. I don't know, but then should I, I don't know. There I go overthinking. Anyways, (laughs) this week's episode, um, is in regards to closure. Um, How did I get inspired by this? I was scrolling through Instagram, and then there was a question about, is closure a scam? And um, I will say that um, I remember on episode 20, Ghosting, there was a piece of that episode where we did talk about, you know, what it was like when you had to ghost someone, but more importantly, when you have been ghost and ghosted, and I just was like how I was super, you know, like, anti-closure and that you know you need to just move forward I think there's actually a, a, a clip from that episode that I did post on Instagram like oh like baby girl you know you don't need to look back like just keep on moving or whatever and I just was I think I felt like that not just about like relationships with being ghosted or getting closure I think I kind of just felt like that in general and I guess I was looking back, you know, a little bit biased towards my audience or or the listeners at that time because um, that was just always my approach to things. Like, just look forward and just fuck everybody that's in the rear view. Like, fuck it. I'm not dealing with that. Leave that shit where it's at and just keep going. And I'm not really sure, you know, that was two years ago. You know, I've I've grown some more. And um, I don't really think that might be the best practice. And... Speaking of growth, not that I'm trying to get off um, um, topic, another thing that I thought was interesting, you know, as podcasters, sometimes it is good to go back and redo a topic because you could change. And speaking of change, um, uh, Crystal Clear, shout out to her, she had posted something on her page and it said, important phrases we should all be willing to say as we learn and grow. In light of that new information, I have changed my mind. Oh, I didn't know that before. I guess I was wrong. From the evidence provided, it appears that I need to rethink things. You make a strong argument. I'll consider what you said. I can't support my my opinion. I don't know why I think that. I never thought of it that way. Thank you. Now I will. So that was kind of in alignment with me realizing like, hmm, maybe, maybe I didn't give the best advice that episode, but that's just where my mind was then. Obviously, you know, I've grown and I just have a whole new perspective on closure. And no, I do not think that it's a scam. 
Um, I think there's 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 a certain way that you need to go about it um, to gain it. And in some instances, I I do feel like um, closure is needed. I think I already said that. I can't remember. But anyways, I think I just kind of put a little twist like to 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 how I think closure should work like my own little process like K the rebels process of closure and even though you may not necessarily need like closure 100% I think if anything most of us probably would benefit from some type of resolution or finding a way to repair um a situation Especially like when it comes to relationships that mean something to us and they have some type of value. Um, here I go with like my weak ass metaphors, but here again, for example, if I had like an expensive handbag, I don't know, Louis Gucci, Cushion Dior, I don't know, and maybe my style changed and I don't wear that bag or those bags anymore, but it doesn't necessarily mean that those bags are gonna lose value or they're not considered design or upscale. And I think that maybe we should kind of use that metaphorically when it comes to our relationships. Like maybe our journey with people is supposed to have some rough moments or rough patches. And, you know, we can just say, fuck it. You know, I'm all set. We're not going to communicate anymore. There's no love loss. You stay over there and I stay over there. Well, what about like i just want to challenge you you know for whoever's listening what about like those moments where it becomes awkward from you 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 just have like these realizations or these moments like where the distance between you and that person and like you know there is a piece of you that still cares about them or maybe you wishes things were different and i'm saying all of that to say this that 2020 has been a year where i was able to repair or rebuild a handful of relationships and they brought me closure and sometimes if you get closure it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that you know what I'm closing the door and throwing away the key and I'm never going to reopen this it doesn't always have to be like that and I think that's kind of the misconception about closure that's kind of what I thought closure was all about two years ago um but Today, standing today, I think we need to really look at closure. Again, I'm going to repeat more as a time to repair or rebuild um, our relationships with people. Um, this year, you know, it's no particular order. I'm just going to talk about relationships that I was able to, you know, repair or rebuild. And um, the first one, which is probably my most favorite one, would be with my little sister. I feel like um, this year me and my little sister were able to rebuild our our relationship you know we were always stuck like glue as kids with where um you know playing with each other staying you know I would obviously come stay at my dad's house because she is not my father's biological child but definitely no nothing could make us more sisters or more blood but you know, I think as we started getting older, you know, that there was phases in life where we just were not aligned with each other. And it was no beef, really. It wasn't it wasn't anything. Did we have little disagreements or things that we didn't want to talk to each other? Yes, but at the end of the day, there was never any true malice to the point that we, you know, oh, we just don't talk. I just think, like I said, we were in different phases and stages in life. 
and it seemed like we were always like our wires were always like having like a a, a, a miss a, a miscross or twisted up some type of way like I remember I went through um a stage where I was doing like a lot of traveling and just kind of doing my thing and just wanted to be a free spirit. Meanwhile, she was like engaged and had had a new baby and was doing the family thing. So I can't necessarily say that I was always there for her, you know, to know what it was like for her during all of those single moments. And, um, for all I know, at that time, it could have perceived like I, di I didn't care, and that definitely wasn't wasn't what was going on. I was just on a different type of time at that time, you know, um, battling my own stuff, you know, after having had a, um, my failed marriage, a.k.a. my fake marriage that I talk about, you know, and I was just trying to find my way. I was a little lost, you know, and I guess I kind of, I was, I had this thought maybe like, Big sister couldn't really go to little sister for support. I'm just going to be all the way real. That's probably what it was. And then I know we were able to, like, get it back together and things were going good. And then we did a switcheroo. Then I met my husband and I had loyal. And then she was the complete opposite. She started traveling the world going, I mean, she went has gone way better places than I am. When I say travel the world, like for real, for real, going to different countries. So I'm just watching her life out on Instagram, like, oh, wow. You know, we mostly talked on text, didn't really see each other that much. She was just always on the go. Our kids didn't really get to connect with each other, you know. But again, um, that was just where she was. It was like the roles reversed. But it just seems like last year, we both got at these stages in our lives where we... Um, we found a moment of clarity, a, a moment where we just could relate to each other. And now the, the bond has just been just as strong as it was when we were kids. It was kind of like there was a pause button or something. And that was just like, we just picked up, like we never ever had any distance between us. And I, I just love it. And I know she doesn't always listen to my podcast, but if she is listening, if you are listening girlfriend sister sister yes I love you so much and I love the space that we're in and um I don't ever want to lose the bond that that we have now um the next one I would say um our relationship that I had to um repair and rebuild um would probably be my marriage um earlier in the year um my husband and I had to go to to therapy and I really think it was just kind of like we've been together for four years but married for five but it was just time for us to like get to know each other again and I know that that sounds a little bit crazy but it, it happens it really does um you know we just needed to there were just some things you know I I think I have changed a little bit more than him and I don't think he he was accepting or embracing those changes or my transitions that I was going through. So I think, yeah, we had to kind of, yeah, revise all that. You know, that's why I say it was like a, a repair and then a rebuild. And um, I think it's dope. I think we have a better understanding of, of each other. I think we have learned different ways to communicate with each other, ways in which we communicated with each other when we first met that I thought, oh my God, I love this this about him. Like for instance, I guess one of the things that I loved about my husband when I first got with him was he was just completely vulnerable, completely emotional, and just would 
dump on me, tell me every single thing that he was feeling. And I love that about him. And I guess it was because at that time I was so used to dealing with guys that were always guarded, had a fucking wall of China up or whatever. So, you know, getting this guy that's really the bear all and tell all the good, the bad and the ugly. I'm just like, oh my God, fucking heart eye emoji. Like, yes. And then it became like a point where kind of within the past year, I couldn't handle that. It was becoming an emotional overload because I was going through my own things and I wasn't able to process him and the type of emotional person that he is. It was becoming too much for me. And of course, that is perceived as dismissive to him. And it, like I said, it just, it just made us feel like th there was just a disconnect. So we had to, yeah, again, get back on track. So um, I'm grateful for that. Um, this is the perfect segue to talk about the next um, relationship that I definitely had to, I wouldn't say it's a repair. I think it was a rebuild, and that was with my mother-in-law. And I think that um, I started off on the wrong foot, and if I could give advice to anybody, you know, with in-laws is that sometimes you have to learn how to separate, like, the relationship that you have um, with your partner's mother as like, I'm the wife and this is my mother-in-law. You need to have a relationship where we're woman to woman. And I didn't have that. And I think because I didn't know how to, and I think some of the resistance could have been on my end. And that's only because my first time around with my fake marriage, as I like to call it, I was in a situation where uh, the mother-in-law that I had that she completely disliked me, never gave me a chance. So I was like traumatized after that. Like, you know, fuck mothers. I'm not fucking with nobody's mother or whatever. And even though my mother-in-law was like completely, completely, always nice to me there was still some type of resistance I would have a guard up and then sometimes I think she had a guard up too only because this was really like her second time interacting with a woman in that magnitude because the only person I think this was like his high school sweetheart um a girl that he had brought um around her and she wasn't used to having people brought around her so I think there was resistance on on her end too and I think the best thing that I ever could have did was have these moments where I contact my mother-in-law, she contacts me, and we act like my husband is just not a factor in anything. That we're just woman to woman and we're talking and what's going on with you and what's going on with me? And like, it it has definitely helped us blossom. I think that has brought us closer. And it's, it's, it's just great. It really feels good. And now I can remove the bias or the unresolved traumas of thinking that, you know, how all mothers are a certain way about their sons or, you know, or whatever other negative thoughts. Now those are completely removed. And now I could talk about this like today on this episode and maybe inspire somebody else who could be struggling with that to know that maybe you got to find a way to connect with your mother-in-law or whatever outside of what you have with that man you know um another relationship that I was able to um definitely it was more of a, a, a repair and definitely not a rebuild um what um actually happened to be with one of my um brother's siblings we had a real real bad um disagreement I want to say it was almost two years ago 
And um, it, it turned real cutthroat with the things that we were saying to each other. And me, I was definitely on some stuff like, I'm not speaking, I'm completely done, that's it, it's whatever. And then there was a situation that ended up happening. And things were just getting, it's kind of like what I was talking about at the beginning of the episode, like, okay, this is getting too awkward. We can't just be in this. It's not right. This is my brother, my husband's brother. It's his family. It's his blood. It's my son's blood. This is not right. It's, it's You just can't keep living like that, like, okay, I'm just going to spend the rest of my life being married to this man, and he's just going to have a family member that I completely have written off. Like, there's no way. So I actually bridged the gap in that situation um, after having a conversation with my mom, and it was like I was nervous. And you know me, I'm not a fearful person. I, I, I'll deal with something head on or whatever, but I don't know. I felt so hesitant about it, like, oh, my God, am I going to regret this? And at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I don't regret it at all. It was a great thing. And just to find out, like, all these, all these, all this distance that we had during that time over, like, misconceptions, um, you know, letting other people speak on behalf of me. Like, for instance, sometimes I think to... Um, you have to be careful when you know you're in a relationship with someone and you don't go around their family all the time because I'm one of those people where I feel like I don't need to insert myself when my husband needs to spend time with with his family I am independent enough that I can take a step back however if there isn't the perfect balance where I do spend time with them or whatever, then I think some things can get lost in translation. Maybe they're not able to get to know me. And then the version that they do get of me is secondhand information because it comes from my spouse when they're speaking about me and they're not speaking about me um, or not representing me in the way in which I would want to be represented. Because, I mean, everybody's got to have their own different version or face value of me and who I am. And I think that that was like a portion of it, you know, where I think I could have been misrepresented and that just because I may approach a certain situation with my spouse doesn't mean that that's how I approach situations with everybody that I come in contact with. And, um, you know, and I also think that um, sometimes, you know, my husband is kind of one of those people, he rather just, let's just kumbaya this shit, you know, and I want everybody to just get along. Let's not be like this. Fortunately, that's not how the real world works. And I think sometimes when you keep sweeping things under the rug or not bringing something, you know, say as if it's a pimple, you don't want to bring it to a head, you know, it's, it's going to have to come to a head sooner or later. And I think that's just what ended up happening. But I was grateful for that. And it, that, that, that repair actually happened like over a phone call. And then I was still nervous, like, oh man, when I see him again, I wonder, is it gonna be awkward? And then um, around Father's Day weekend, I had the opportunity to see him again and it felt great. It was like, a, I can completely feel like, like exhale, like this is a true repair you know, and we haven't started necessarily rebuilding, but I definitely think that that he would be open to that as as so am I. We haven't got there yet, but the repair was still a lot for me. 
um, next would have to be um, my son's godmother. Um, I know that um, sometimes I feel like our friendship can already be a challenge because of the age difference. And um, I'm about six years older than her. And um, sometimes, I think I talked about this a long time ago about the type of friendships that we have. Maybe it was on the episode Sister, Sister. And I think I was saying how sometimes, like when we have those different types of relationships, sometimes you're in a, uh, a friendship with someone, especially if you're older, and it, it's, it's like a, a mentorship. Like you're constantly trying to provide guidance or that person sees your wisdom, um, you know, due to you being a little bit older than them or like I'm married she's not I've been a mother much longer than her or whatever you know so she'll she'll come to me with some things but then I think there went to a point where um she was on the right track with a lot of things in our life and then some some mishaps and you know I can say that let's just use this maybe she she tripped and fell at a point in her life and I kind of felt like, okay, you saw that huge boulder as you were running and you just did not kind of avoid it. And I think, unfortunately, I was maybe a little bit too critical or maybe I set my expectations too too high, you know, because I'm just looking at her like, wow, I know you're worth, I know you're better than this. What happened, you gotta get right back on the right track. And I think if anything, instead of maybe, I guess I, I'm just gonna be completely honest. I just had these feelings like, you know, I, I don't like what she's doing. Like, I, I just gotta fall back. And that wasn't the right approach, it really wasn't. What I needed to do in that moment is instead of judging or maybe instead of criticizing, I needed to maybe uplift and affirm, you know, um, do what I've always done. But then again, sometimes it's like, you have your own things going on with your own life. So I just couldn't be that person right there to be the one to do that at that point. Um, and maybe I just didn't want to. And I don't really know what that was about. But what I can do and can't say is I'm going to be accountable and say that that had nothing to really do with her and it had more to do with me. So... I have reverted back to um, maintaining this, the same relationship that we always have where I can still be that mentor and provide guidance and give those words of affirmation and be supportive even in the moments it may not be something that I agree with. And just her noticing my distance and kind of calling me out on it. So I had no choice but to really deal with it. And in that moment, just the way that she approached me, when she could have approached me with anger, and she approached me so gentle, and it just made me feel like, wow, she really cares about our friendship. And that's what you need to focus on, the bigger picture, the positive. Like all that other bullshit, that doesn't even matter. So yeah, you know, we've been doing great, talking more, um, you know, making an effort to like see each other even throughout this whole this whole pandemic checking in more like how how we how we used to do and um yeah I'm I'm grateful for that I really am and I'm reminded again why I asked her in the first place you know to be my son's godmother you know and and that's dope um I guess the final um 
relationship and this wasn't a repair I would say that it was a rebuild um my husband had a friend that I just I just didn't like him I hated him I just did gee he just annoyed me just immature and I just I don't know from the outside looking in I would say I prejudged I did I did prejudge um, and just didn't think he was necessarily a good person or a good influence sometimes. I mean, I, that's the wrong choice of words. He's a grown man we're talking about. Just sometimes I just would be like, mm, you know, like, you're married. You don't really have much in common with this dude or whatever. And, like, why do you want to hang out with him? You know, just kind of being a bitch about it. I'm, I'm going to keep it all the way real. You know, I'm always transparent. So... And when I would be invited to, like, go around to him, like, mm, I don't want to be bothered. I'm all set. Like, I'm grown. I don't want to blah, blah, blah. So I finally stopped doing that. And um, he is dating someone now. Well, he has been for about a year now. So I decided to um, start hanging around. And now that he has a girlfriend, I see a different side of him. Um, I don't think the negative things that I did, and, and he used to know that I didn't like him, and I think because my energy just can be so strong when I don't fuck with you, like I make it very, very clear that I don't, which is something I probably need to work on, but we ain't going to get into that. Anywho, um, but now that I don't have those thoughts, I think he feels more comfortable around me, and now I'm getting to see a different side of him, and I guess I can see the qualities that he does possess that would draw my husband to him or want to be friends with him. Yeah. Um, so again, you know, about this whole closure thing, I felt in each of those situations that I just described that I was able to get closure. And I think we maybe we need to have, yeah, again, a new outlook on closure, which is that maybe we're just closing a chapter and we can rewrite a new one. That's only, again, if the relationship is worth it and there is some value in it, you know? I'm definitely not encouraging people. I, I want to be very clear here. But I'm not encouraging anyone to um, gain closure or repair or rebuild relationships that are toxic or, or do not serve you or anything like that. Absolutely not. Um, but back to... What I was saying is that, yeah, sometimes, you know, I think the biggest distance between ourselves and, and other people that, that we cross paths with in life are misunderstandings. Um, and I don't think people try enough to understand others. I think sometimes we need to learn how to be a little bit more mindful Um of our interactions with, with people that, that we come across in our lives. Um, we need to know how to curve certain things. We need to know when to fall back or when to be more present. We need to know like when, okay, this type of situation is right, this type of situation is wrong. Maybe I'm doing right, maybe they're doing wrong, maybe I'm doing wrong and they're doing right. We need to know when is the best time to approach certain things. We also need to know what is the best practices or, or the best deliveries when we are approaching um, situations with people. And also know that nothing, nothing good ever comes from being emotionally charged. Like, there's no way that you can gain, gain closure 
repair or rebuild your relationship with anyone when you are emotionally charged, you know? But, um, yeah, closure is absolutely not a scam. And, again, um, just to take away, you know, from this episode, if there is anybody out there that some days they cross your mind and maybe you have that moment where, yeah, you think about the distance between you and that person, maybe you didn't show up and give them your best, um, you know, maybe you misunderstood them, maybe they misunderstood you, and if do you do truly find some type of value in that relationship or whatever it is, then um, gain you some closure through either repairing or rebuilding whatever it is that you have with that individual. And that's my time. See you guys next week.